If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Today's chat's been brought to you by International Horse College. We have a mission to improve the welfare of horses throughout the world through the safe education of riders, handlers and trainers and that's what these chats are all about. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Our guest today is Jackie Ridley. Jackie's a show jumping specialist. She's just come back from Europe where she's been working in Normandy, France. She's worked for Amy Graham, Jessica Mendoza and as well as been going to Ireland, and we'll talk to her about that a little bit later on in the interview. But how are you today, Jackie? I'm great. Thanks, Glenis. Good, good. Now, Jackie, we normally start off with a favourite quote. Have you got one for us? Oh, I think the quote of the moment is, train hard and competition easy. <laughs> okay. Now, there's obviously a bit of a you know story behind that. So if you can tell us how you came to get that saying and if you use it when you're teaching and training other people? Um, I think it's a quote that I probably learnt from one of the many people I've trained with overseas, and I think it's a, a very good mantra to have. So, you know, when you're at home, you're really improving the horses, both, you know, training mentality and physical aspects of things, so that when you can go out to the competition, you know, you can sit quiet, you can ride quiet, and everything you've been practicing for at home I, I think I teach quite a lot of younger students these days jumping at home and I think they like to test their limits out at the show I think it should be the other way around and when you're at home you've got time to take it back a step and try your limits come back from the edge and absolutely you need to be pushing the boundaries all the time but do it in a controlled environment and even better if you can do it with a coach to help you and come back and so that when you're actually showing, it's nice and easy. The horse has a good experience and they actually enjoy being in the ring. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes it's very tempting, isn't it, to train your horse to just push the limits a little bit at competitions, you know, but really that's all got to be done at home. Absolutely. Um, I think Amy Graham's one of her famous quotes was, you got to have the three P's and someone said, oh, what are the three P's? And she said, preparation, preparation, preparation. <laughs> I, I couldn't sing her praises enough on that. It's 100% yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jackie, tell us about how you started with horses and what your first memories were. Oh, how I started with horses. I actually started with horses with my best friend when we were tiny little kids and we had a little white pony called Snowy who was probably the naughtiest white pony. I think everybody's had one of those. And um, yeah, it absolutely took hold and I caught that crazy horse disease that everyone's talking about and I can't seem to shake it. <laughs> Tell us about a memory though. You know, did you have a memory of one time when maybe the pony was a bit naughty or one time when you did something with your friend with the pony? What's the first memory that you have there? Oh, I think probably one of the most monumental memories I had was I remember being little and watching the big show jumpers like Edwina, Alexander and Rodrigo Pessoa thinking, gosh, it's so high up and it's so far away. And I think one of my biggest sort of realisations or fantastic moments when I was actually at a show 
and they were in the stable down down the block from me and I, I don't think I could wipe the grin off my face when Rodrigo Pessoa walked past me. And I think Amy told me he was blowing his nose, but I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, that's good. And, and good to always have those mentors, isn't it, to look up to? Absolutely. And I think one of the biggest learning curves I had from being overseas and training with people like Jessica Mendoza and Amy Graham is, it's all the same, you know, it's simple principles, it's just done well. I don't think they don't have any secret tricks or things they're doing differently. They're just consistent, they train hard and they control all aspects of the sport, you know, their horse's well-being, their education, what they're feeding them. It's all the same, but they mm. do it well. Yep, yep. Now, when you were riding Snowy, did you think that you were going to work with horses then or was this something that made you take the step to work with horses? Oh, I think it's something I've always absolutely loved, being around the horses and I think it's wonderful to feel, you know, every time you ride them and they get better, you've actually achieved something. I, I think that's probably my absolute draw to the horses that mm-hmm. every day you can progress and so it was just a natural progression, was it then, that you always thought that you would work with horses and work in the horse industry? Yeah, I think I've got a bit of a mixed background. Um, my mum rides and we have a property on the Sunshine Coast and I think they know the trials and tribulations involved with working with horses and sort of pushed me to get a an engineering degree and I was sort of balancing engineering and, and horses for a while there and then decided that you can't sort of you know, I was trying to burn to the end of the candle at both ends and yep. and then decided to go for it and go over to Europe and mm. really challenge myself and see how I do manage at that level. And I think that was my big step to really yeah. decide, you know, is this for me? Can I do this? And and you know what, you can and you can you can go over to Europe and it was actually my best friend that we rode snowy together was based in Holland and she said, Come over, I'll sort you out a job in a stable here and I said, Isn't okay. Great? Yeah. <laughs> Off I went. Good? And yeah, it all started from there. So someone that's thinking about going into the horse industry, what advice would you give them? What core skills or character traits do they need to get started in the horse industry? I think I've got quite a lot of students that I'm teaching and you can tell the ones that are going to make it really well because they're quiet, they take their time, they take on what you say on board, they think about it and they persist. And if you just stay constant and stay steady, you know, it it will happen. Mm -hmm. You just need to be consistent in what you do and, you know, be intelligent about how you go about it. And it's it's available to anybody who wants to put in the hard yards and and plan a program properly. Yeah, yeah. And tell me, you went to Europe, but you started off as a groom in Europe, you know, or did you just go into a, yeah? Yeah, no, the first um, job I went so in Europe, if you want to go over there, there's a lot of work available because it's quite a large sport, very huge over there. And so yep. I went to a couple of stables. You have an interview. You ride the horses in front of them. You have to jump the horses in front of them. If they like the way you ride, if they like, you know, if you can organize yourself, then, then mm-hmm. they consider you for the position. But it's all dependent on how you ride them and how, yep. you know, yep. if they're happy with you training their horses. Exactly. So, Jackie, what about people who don't have contacts in Europe? Because you had a contact there. If they would like to go over, experience, you know, a lot working in one of the big stables, how would they go about it? 
Um, I think they don't need to be shy. If, if I've got young students who are interested, I'm more than happy to organise through the contacts that I've made over there suitable places that would suit sort of what they're looking to gain from the experience over there. If people yep. at the shows, you know, go and talk to someone. Like, oh, I'd be more than happy <laughs> if someone at the show approached me and had a chat, I'm sure I could help yep. them organise to go over there and the right person to suit their type of riding and things like that. You know, talk to someone, I'm sure. Everybody's going over there now. It's a lot more reachable than it ever was, I think. And okay. if you know somebody who's been over in Europe, approach them, have a chat. I'm sure they can give you some advice. The other thing is too, Jackie, we'll get your, now that you've said that, we'll get your contact details and we'll get, if people are interested, if you're happy, they can contact you and it'll be horsechats.com slash Jackie Ridley or just go to horsechats.com and search for Jackie or search for Ridley and they'll find that. And um, I think you've just, you know, you hopefully you haven't, um, you know, hopefully you're not keeping too busy sorting people out, but if you could just be generous with that and, and just put people ah, in the right absolutely. direction, that's great. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Jackie, not a problem. what do you think is the best thing about working in the horse industry? Oh, I think one of the best things is it's such a fantastic leveler, the sport, isn't it? You know, oh, yeah. One day you can ride and think you're absolutely fantastic and the next day someone's going to buck you off. Yep. yep. <laughs> I think it's a good sport that keeps you level, it keeps you honest. And it's a good challenge as well. Okay, okay. Now, you've mentioned a couple of people. You've talked about Amy, Amy Graham, Jessica. Talk to me about how something that you've learned from Amy and something you've learned from Jessica and then um, if anyone else has influenced you, you know, just some lessons that you would have learned from them. Yeah, I think probably um, the biggest lesson I learned from Amy is just, you've just got to jump. You've got to get miles under your belt. And I was very lucky to have the experience that they provided to me. You know, I was able to go to the international shows and ride some of their horses. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you make a mistake. When you're learning, you're going to make mistakes. That's how you progress. So I think the biggest thing she taught me is to just get out there and get the miles under your belt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Good advice, I think. I think. Probably from Jessica Mendoza, her dad is her coach and he coached me whilst I was riding a lot of their young horses. And I think probably the reason for a lot of her success is is he would choose the horses that suited her. So probably the biggest take-home learning I got from working in that stable is find the horses that suit the style of riding that you have. You know, I'm only little. I'm not going to go out looking for a, a huge horse to try and steer around find horses that suit you I think is the biggest thing I learned from her yep and then um I think probably my biggest influence in my riding is Dan my partner who's who's a breaker he has such a wonderful way of looking at the horses and looking at from such different perspectives that you wouldn't even think of and he I think the biggest thing that he's taught me is there's always a different approach you know, if you're doing something and it's not working, think outside the box. And I think one of the huge things, he's taught me so many things in so many different situations and it's, it's come from totally left field, like a new idea and he's a very clever man. Give us an example of just something that you've thought, wow, I, have, I never thought about it like that or never, you know, that he's, he's given you, you know, just anything. Um, oh, well, I think... At the moment, we've got um, a horse in, in for training and she's quite a 
the typical redhead, you know, quite bloody and very sporty show jumper. And um, she needs to learn. She's only been under saddle for a couple of months, and she really needs to learn to so like to calm down when she's going, especially at the shows. And one of the big things she taught me is she she seeks to stay calm through a consistent contact, and it's really working. You know, he's taught me the more I can get the contact consistent, she'll seek relief and relaxation through that. And he's very clever. Yeah, good, good. Now, you do a bit with um, horses that he breaks in, that he backs, he gets them started, and then you take them on and take them to competitions from there. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's correct. I want to ask you a bit more about that a bit later, but before that, have you got a horse who you think's influenced you and helped you in your career? Yeah, it would definitely be my good horse I had overseas, which was another hot redhead chestnut gelding (laughs) Gordon. What was his name? You said Gordon? Gordon V.D. Rilu was his name. Okay, yep, yep. <laughs> and um, I think he was a diagnosed case of ADD. <laughs> but that's why he was so talented, you know. He he wanted to do, he had things to do, and he loved to jump. And giving him a whole track of fences to whiz around was, was exactly what he wanted to do, and he loved it. He Good. loved every minute of it, and I think, that's what happens when you go over to Europe and you get these horses that are bred for the job. They're bred for it. It's like a Kelpie wanting to chase cattle. These horses just want to jump. Yeah. <laughs> and Gordon yeah. loves to jump. <laughs> now, what do you think your proudest moment was? Was that with him? Yeah, I think probably my proudest moment was him jumping at Shanti at the International in front of the Chateau there. It's an unbelievable venue and and he jumped clear and I think won a couple of prizes there and it was probably my biggest sort of, I felt really, really like I did see something and, you know, there's a big highlight there, but, you know, Dan's literally recently just broken in a lovely mare bred by Cassini 2, bred by Talara Warmblood down in Victoria and yep. she's only been broken in for six months and we jumped our first show down at the Queensland State Equestrian Centre last weekend and, she was like she jumped <laughs> in another life. She'd done it a hundred times before, and I guess that that yep. was a very proud yep. moment too. You know, you, you made this horse, and yeah, she she was fantastic as well. So yeah. lots of different yeah. things. Good, good. Thinking about where you are, and you talked about the challenge of, you know, do I want the career that my parents wanted me to have, or do I want the career that I want to have? That would have been challenging. Is it been your biggest challenge? Oh, absolutely. It's hard, you know. I think at the end of the day, you want to do something that you love. You've got to be absolutely passionate about it. And I am, like, I I can't think of anything I love more than even some of the people I teach, they can't really care to yet. And once you teach them things they can do and make life easy for them and they can manage to take their horse out to competition and canter, even little things like that is so much satisfaction in it. How could you not love it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking about, you know, the horses that, that Dan's breaking in and you're taking on, what would you say to someone that got a horse, you know, fresh from the breakers, had been green, had just been ridden, was quiet under saddle, could walk, trot and canter, what advice would you give them about taking on a horse and turning it into a competition show jumper? It's going to be a bit cheeky, but I think if you send it to a good breaker, and you give them the time to work with the horse, Yep. it should be established. And I'd say 
work with the breaker. If you want to take it straight from the breaker yourself, work with the breaker. You know, Dan will work with his clients in the first few weeks and help them, you know, with the transition. It's no good sending your horse to a breaker and then getting it home and trying all by yourself. You know, there's people there to help you use them Mm, and and mm. make life easy for yourself, make life easy for the horse. And I think that's how you make it a very smooth process. I was going to say it would be better for the horse too, wouldn't it, rather than going from one environment to completely another. And, you know, there'd be certain things that the breaker would be riding. He's he's riding a lot of horses. He's trying a lot of different things. And there's going to be certain techniques that he's already found to get the best out of the horse. And then if, if someone takes on the horse then, the horse is only going to be confused. Yeah, work yeah. with the breaker. Ask, yep. You know, ride the horse there. Ask them to explain to you what they're doing with it and they can make your life very easy. <laughs> mm, mm. So thinking about because you've got, you know, you've got your breaker just there and you're working as a team and you do take on horses from that he started and you take them on then to show jump them. What sort of things, what, what would you, advice would you give if you were talking to an owner? How would you take that horse on? How soon would it go to a competition? What sort of exercises? Just tell us a little bit about the progression you'd expect from those types of horses. Yeah, well, um, we take in also high-performance dressage horses. We've got some beautiful dressage horses from 10 Cape Performance Horse at the moment, so not even necessarily show jumpers. Mm -hmm. And I think the process there is, depending on the horse and their progress and the time they take, we can take them out. We like to really expose them in the first, even the first weeks. We're taking them up. Uh, We're lucky to have bushlands nearby. We're taking them up bushlands. They're going out on the roads. They're getting exposed to everything because that's what they need to see. So we try to get them under saddle, expose them to different things, take them to the local indoor we've got here where our local competitions are and just get them into the mind frame of this is their job this is what they need to do and get them used to it as soon as possible and yep. keep them in work. And, and yeah, like we'll even take them to competitions, even if they're not old enough to compete yet, we'll have them riding around the showgrounds. This morning we had new gravel going down at the property and Dan was riding a three-year-old around the posi track, spreading the gravel. <laughs> <laughs> they need to be exposed and that's how you get them nice and quiet and concentrating and being really competitive mindset horses. Now, when you do go out to competitions, I'm sure you go out and you see people starting off the young horses and you see things that probably shouldn't happen. If you were training these people, what's a common fault that you see with people working their young horses, they would say the young show jumpers that they've just started competing? What advice would you give them? I think um, one of the, the common things, are that, you know, even in Australia now, we're breeding high-performance horses and, you know, these horses are, are top talented horses they've got a lot of energy they're top performing horses that they're bred to move i think one of the big mistakes you can do is get on a young horse and try and hold them back or make them stand you know get on the horse and let them go mm-hmm. go for a nice big canter and let them that's what they want to do let yep. them out yep yep so so controlling that energy but controlling it in such a way that's not going to be beneficial to the horse Exactly. Use the energy for your benefit. Ask them to do some some movements, like some leg yields, some quarters in. Keep their mind active and push them forward, I think is definitely my advice. Yep, yep. 
All right, Jackie, have you got a book that you'd recommend to our listeners, something that's going to complement their training? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I actually have a, a really great book, and it's, I think it's 101 Gymnastic Exercises for Horses. I've got loads of great ideas out of that book. Okay. And then most evenings, Dan and I love to, you know, we like to watch the most recent at the moment, the World Cup finals are on in Paris, and we love you've got to keep watching the high-level competition and see what they're doing. I think you, you couldn't learn more than sitting in a practice ring at a top international yeah. and watching the best riders in the world, you know. Watch McLean Ward, watch Penelope Leppenfrost mm-hmm. and see how they ride and look at their techniques. I think that's, that's as good as any book, <laughs> <laughs> dare I say. <laughs> okay, okay. And I think just immersing yourself in that, isn't it? Yeah, like go online and watch these events, watch mm. the top riders. Yep, yep. And that gymnastic exercises for horses, I think you're not the only one that's recommended that. You know, it's it's just yeah. mm-hmm. it's one that you can just say, Oh, I'm about to ride and I might just pick up that book, have what a quick flick through. What's something Absolutely. a bit different that will complement the training? Yeah. Yep. 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 And challenge the horse at home yes. so that yeah, it's easy for them at the show. Yep. Yep. Now, you talked about a young horse that you've got that you had at, at Caboolture last weekend, I think. Is that the main thing that you're looking forward to? He's your main horse that you've got, the young horse that you've got going. What else are you looking forward to? Yeah, well, look, we've got some super talented breakers in at the moment. Um, she's a very lovely horse. I think I've won the lottery getting her super mare. I couldn't think... Mark praises praises enough from Talara for breeding such wonderful horses. And um, we've also got another up-and-coming youngster by Falkridge, and he's got some Miro Z lines we've just brought off Tim Bowman. So he's also a very exciting horse for the future, I think. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Good. Now, Jackie, in just in a few sentences, can you summarise your philosophy with horses into a message for our listeners? Summarise my philosophy. I think you need to ride them in a way that you're setting them up to make the questions you're asking of them easy for them to answer. You know, don't... I think that's probably my summary. And if if I need to explain that a little bit, I mean, if you want to ask of them a shot, a leg yield, set their bodies upright so that they can flow into a leg yield. There's, there's absolutely no point in going head-to-head arguing with these horses. They want to work for you. They'll do anything for you. Look at them in the paddock. They can do flying changes. They can leap. They can jump. They can do anything. They're, it's natural to them. You need to just find a way to communicate with them that makes it easy for them to please you, which is what they want to do if you ride them correctly. Mm. Mm. I just want to please I think that's you. Certainly, something to think about, and something you know about about not just teaching your horse, but setting it up and making it easy, so it becomes an easier exercise for them to do. Absolutely, and if, mm. if you're training them correctly, you know you put the aid on, they respond correctly. The aid comes off. That's the biggest reward you can give them is the mm. correct timing in your aid is on. They respond. The aid comes off. Yep. Yep. Jackie, what's the best way to contact you? Because I'm sure that a lot of people want to contact you about, <laughs> about going to Europe. But um, <laughs> if you can give us your contact details, best way to contact you, but also too about having some young horses or even, um, you know, talking to you about Dan, you know, starting off a couple of young horses as well. Yep. The best way to contact either myself or Dan would be to go to my website, which is just www.jackieridley.com. Okay. And there's and- all contact details there. 
Yep. And that Jackie is J-A-C-Q-U-I. That's it. Okay. All right, Jackie, that was great talking to you. And um, that website will also be on your page at Horse Chats, which will be horsechats.com slash Jackie Ridley, or go to horsechats.com, search for Jackie or search for Ridley. Thanks, Jackie, for talking to us today. And hopefully we'll catch up with you again sometime soon. My absolute pleasure, Gwyneth. Lovely to talk to you. Good to talk to you too. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.